Yes, people, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of Echo Chamber. So, I was able to find, supposedly, this is a top 10 of, uh, yeah, the, the, the most streamed films this week. Alright, so at number 10, we've got 21 Bridges. At number 9, it's Downton Abbey the movie. At number 8, it's Terminator Dark Fate. At number 7, we've got Midway. At number 6, we've got Joker. At number 5, it's the latest Charlie's Angels film. At number 4, it's Bloodshot. At number 3, Knives Out. At number 2, it's Le Mans 66, aka Ford v Ferrari. And at number 1, Frozen 2. Makes sense, people. Alright, so we got two films this week, both available on Monday, the 6th of April. Um, pre orders are in the episode details, so go check that afterwards if you want us. You know what I mean? Get those films. But um, yeah, let us get into things, alright? Okay, so the first of our digital releases today is Stormboy. Uh, so this is the new film from director Sean Seat. It's a well, the screenplay is from Justin Mongu, um, who of course adapted it from Colin Fields' novel. Um, so it's starring Finn Little um, as Mike Stormboy, Jay Courtney as his dad Tom, Jeffrey Rush as the older Mike, now Michael, uh, Eric Thompson, his son, uh, then we've got uh, Morgan Davis. Who's uh, Malcolm? He, uh, you know, the daughter, and Trevor Jamison, who plays Fingerbone Bill. So the uh, the gist of the um, story is this. Uh, so it's a beautiful and contemporary retelling of Colin Fields' classic Australian tale. Stormboy has grown up to be Michael Kingley, a successful retired businessman and grandfather. When Kingley starts to see images from his past that he can't explain, he is forced to remember his long-forgotten childhood, growing up on an isolated coastline with his father. He recounts to his granddaughter the story of how, as a boy, he rescued and raised an extraordinary orphaned pelican, Mr. Percival. Uh, 
their remarkable adventures and very special bond has a profound effect on all their lives. Uh, based on the beloved book, Stormboy is a timeless story of an unusual and unconditional friendship. Uh, so, yeah, like supposedly Stormboy is a, a huge book. <laughs> that, that's what I seem to have uh, found out. Um, when doing a little um, bit of research, uh, never heard of it. <laughs> I do, yeah. Maybe I've had a deprived childhood uh, <laughs> because, yeah, this was um, a surprise to me. But I think, uh, yeah, I think what we've got here is it's a it's definitely a family film, right? It's um. You know, you, you can see why it's come out now Because we're in these crazy times Everyone's locked in And it's, it's something that the whole family Would be able to sit down and watch It's a PG, right? It's 99 minutes long So, you know, nothing too crazy You know, it's probably long enough Where uh, small kids aren't going to get too angsty so, yeah, this this seems perfect for that market, right? It, it's very uh, inoffensive, you know. It's uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 set up to pull on your heartstrings, right? Um, now, so we we kind of start off. Um, and you've got the little kid, little Mike, storm boy He's um, on the beach and he's looking at his dad And he calls out and there's a flash of lightning Then we're with the older, the older Michael now And, um, you know, he, he meets up with, with some people He gets in a car and he, he's talking to his son And they're like, oh, so, yeah, are you ready? And they're going to... To do something, right? They're on their way to a big meeting And he gets out the car And there's all these people protesting um, And, you know, there, there's this big call Like everyone, you know The, the typical kind of process, protest scene, right? So people are like, oh, you're heartless And, you know, all of this And obviously he's, he's not expecting this And it's shocking to him um, and yeah, so he's in the boardroom. He meet he meets up with a couple of his old friends, old colleagues, something, something, right? Uh, and you know, so straight away you know, okay, so this friendship is gonna play a part in this film somehow, right? Um, and and they use the kind of boardroom as a juxtaposition to. Uh, the the scenes that we have seen of him as a kid on this, you know, beautiful beach with the sun and you know all the elements and you know the the clear vistas and all of this, right? So the ballroom it's like it's dark, it's ominous. You know, looking out the window, you can see a storm coming. 
There is one point when the the glass window of the building just shatters. Which, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of like, those glass windows on a building, they're, they're pretty strong. You know, for the window just to shatter is a bit kind of like, really? Huh? But... You know, he looks out the window. Everyone else is shocked and they're running away. He looks out. He sees a pelican. Dum, dum, dum. And so the film, you know what I mean? It, it, it flashes between the present and the childhood. At the beginning, it's doing it pretty quickly. But then it kind of jumps into these long kind of um, sequences and scenes of him as a kid uh, reflecting and you know so it uses the current situation as, as your pivot point to do that because you know so his son we we find out that you know his son wants to get the ball to sign a thing to let this company do some mining on uh, the land where he grew up. His daughter, like his granddaughter, is very much against it. She, you know, she's not happy. So she's calling him up and like, oh, do you know? Do you know? Look at, check out this story. Boom, boom, boom. So, um, yeah, he's then telling her a story. And she's just like, oh, can you, how can you do this? This is heartless, this is terrible, blah, 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 Get into an argument, and then when they're reconciling, yeah, he's telling her a story. So that leads us to the past, to him as Mike. And we get this big story of how he finds these birds. And then, you know, he's looking after them, and he raises them. And it's just all of this, right? So... Yeah, we, we we have this whole thing about him raising these birds, but um, you know it's all fine. It, it's it's nice. It's sweet. It's uh, yeah. It, it's kind of saccharine. You know what I mean? It's very base level. You know, it, there's not much dimension to this. Really, you know, because we're kind of just skimming across everything. You know, like to find out the real motivations of it's just kind of like, ah, uh, well, you know, something happened, so the dad he decided to go and live out in the middle of nowhere, and so he just fishes, so he doesn't have to go into town that much, and it's all, you know, like this. So that's our kind of explanation, and uh, he, you know, he then bumps into this guy, this uh, Tom, you know, um, and yeah, they they start to talk, right? So they start to uh, Tom, it's Bill, sorry, Fingerbone Bill, and um. Yeah, when they're talking, they stumble across the uh, the hatchlings, and 
yeah, so then, like, Bill gives him advice on what to do and all of this. But there's never, it's kind of like, wait, why is this grown man talking to the kid? You know, it's, it's, it's never really kind of touched upon. Like, you have a scene with Bill's talking to the dad. Um, and the dad's Tom. Yes, that's it. And they're talking, and it's just like, oh, so why are you here? Uh, and you get a, a brief explanation. But, yeah, it's all very superficial. You know, there's, yeah, there's, there's no real, you know, to get deep into the understandings, the real motivations, the real kind of pull of anything that would make this make sense, really. Because, you know, what we see is, it's all fine. It's all fine. But, like, I think, you know, to a kid, yeah, this is probably great. But when you're thinking about it, it's, as I said, look, you're thinking, well, why is the adult hanging out with the little kid? And, wait, you're telling me that these pelicans, because pelicans, they're, they're a little vicious. They're not all, you know, but they're just like, huh. Like, those beaks, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those beaks. But he's just cuddling them and, and it's all good. They're not shitting all over the house, which you think they would be doing. You know, it, 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 there's a lot of stuff happening. And you're just like, wait, and it just went like that? Is that what you're trying to tell me? It's just as simple as that. And we kind of, like, you can figure out, you, you know, like, where this is going to be going and how this is playing. Like, there's one bit and these these guys are kind of intimidating the boy. He's in town, but no one, like, no one's coming to his defense being like, yo, guys, come on, he's a kid. There's no need for this. Everyone's just standing and watching. You're just like... Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> really? This is what you're telling me. This is what happened. This is all feasible. You know? Um, <laughs> I, yeah. So the stuff happens. Then Mr. Percival appears again, and it's just like, all right, yeah. Okay. Uh, fine. <laughs> I I guess I'm believing this is a thing. Um. But it's never like so. Where does this bird sleep? What happens? Like, like nothing is overly explained. Really. And when you're getting towards the the end of our flashback sequences, like you know what's gonna happen. Um but it's weird because you're thinking like the kid's old enough to know that 
if certain things happen, like, you would need a doctor, you need a vet, you would need, but it's just, all of that is ignored, all of that is ignored, which is a weird thing, like, there's money raised for the kid to go to school, but you're just like, okay, that might pay for, uh, like, maybe, at best, the first year, but then what happens after that? Yeah, so there's all these weird things, but, you know, we're, we're, we're now in, like, when you're thinking about the present day situation, it's all a bit like, oh, so he forgot about all of this until now, like, none of that mattered to any of these people until now, you know, it's all very, it's just a little too easy, you know what I mean, like, it doesn't make any sense, because you're just thinking, okay, so why, why, why didn't the other two have, you know what I mean, like, they didn't indicate that they had any of these sentiments, that, you know, they were leaning in this direction at all, so, it, you know, it's not until the very end that then suddenly it's like, bum, bum. And it's just, yeah, it's all a bit too simple. It's all a bit too simple. You know, like, there's a, the one bit that doesn't make sense as well is when he's like, oh, I never came back. Never came back. But then he's just like, oh, oh now I'm here. Oh, yeah, that's. Mr. Per, that's, and these things are here, but it's just, like, you'd think there'd be some sort of shock, like, oh, my God, oh, man, I didn't realise, I blame my dad, but this is, ah, and he must have, you know, there's none of that, which you're just like, wait, that doesn't make any sense, so, yeah, as a family film, as something to help the time go by right now, this would work, you know what I mean, this would fill those voids, as anything else, it doesn't, like, I wouldn't say this cuts it, like, I wouldn't say that this is, well, for me, right, this wouldn't be something that you would go back to, like, it, it, it's not something, when you're making your lists of the best films of the year, and this is, and trust me, that list is going to be very different from previous years, because the amount of films that are getting pushed back, you're like, yo, so, like, there's films that would never make a list are probably going to be on it, but even so, this ain't making that list, you know what I mean, um, yeah, but, look, it's not terrible, right, it's just, it's just what it is, you know, like Peter Thompson, right, the director of Lightbulb Films, he said this, right, we are thrilled to be releasing Stormboy, it's an uplifting family film that we think the country needs right now, it's a story about love, friendship and doing the right thing 
something the whole family will enjoy. And yeah, that's why the film's coming out. Right? That's why it's there. But anything else. And when you say, you know, when he says the film's about love, friendship, and doing the right thing, I mean, <laughs> it, it kind of. Kind of it, it it hits on those themes But a very You know uh, a, Like um, An age Free Definition of those subjects Because You could pick all of those things Apart really If you're gonna break it down But for a little kid Hey it's a it's a good introduction to those things, right? So um, yeah. If you if you're looking for something easy, as I said, this is the film for you. Okay. Uh, so it is. Um, you can pre-order it. Okay. It's gonna be released on Monday the sixth of April. Um. So yeah, on digital download. So you can pre-order it from all the usual spots. All right. So you know, Sky Store, Apple TV, Amazon, Google Play, all of those places. There's a pre-order link in the episode details, so you can hit that up or just visit those spots on Monday to sip. Okay. So uh, yeah, there you go, people. Stormboy. Right, 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 people Ah, our film is Acceleration This is, um, the new feature from Michael Marino and Daniel, uh, Zirilili Um, Marino wrote the film as well um, it's produced by Natalie Byrne, who also, you know, she also starred in the film, along with Dolph Lundgren, Sean Patrick Flannery, Danny Trigo, uh, we've also got Chuck Liddell and Quentin Rampage Jackson. Yeah, the music is from Gregory DeLillo And the cinematography is Jean-Michael Lasada. Okay, now, the gist of the film is this uh, Vladik Zorich, is played by Lundgren Crime lord, whose tentacles permeate the underbelly of the seedy Los Angeles as he deals in guns, gambling, drugs, and skin trafficking, finds himself double-crossed by his most trusted operative, Rona Zuokiki, played by Burns. Vladik's propensity for power 
control and violence drives him to kidnap Rona's young son, forcing Rona to participate in a planned elimination of Vladik's enemies and identities. As her son's life hangs in the balance, Rona struggles to find and kill Vladik's most violent and twisted foes and regain valuable goods and information all in one fateful night. To keep her on a short leash, Vladik sets out the rules to his game and oversees Rona's every move as she navigates the darkened streets of Los Angeles. However, Vladik underestimates the power of a mother's love and finds himself losing control as he his devious plan slowly unravels. So, that is supposedly the plot of this film. It's not Holy correct <laughs> as uh yeah I mean as most people have come to find from these things the bios you know the synopsises of the film often just yeah are weird <laughs> so um yeah a a guide the guy that is pulling the strings really is Kane Okay, uh, and he is played by Sean Patrick Flannery. Um, but so what we find ourselves, and I think this gives a big kind of chunk of things away and does ruin um, an element of suspense, if you can say there's suspense in this film, but it's the beginning. So we start in a blaze of glory You know what I mean There's a load of fights and shots And bullets and bang, bang, bang Yeah You know what I mean There's all this crazy So we start off with that And like even with that The cut is a bit crazy Right Because it kind of still gives you too much but then we hard cut and we jump back eight hours. You know what I mean? I said we accelerate back eight hours uh, to the kind of start of all of this. So what we have is um, Rona in a car. Mm. Yeah, I believe, I think we start off with, hmm, hold on, let me think, yes, 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 actually, no, we, yeah, we jump and she's in a car, okay, so we have her in a car and she's kind of explaining the mission, you know, so we get that and we see her pull off the first Stage of all of this Then she goes into Like a mum and pop cafe Diner Yeah, I think you call them a diner Um, And she's sitting there Waiting 
And as she's waiting, we jump to something else that happened previously. A job that kind of goes crazy. And then she gets a visit. A sinister visit. That kind of... Puts a cat amongst the pigeons, as it were. You know, she's visited by Cain. And we're like, what? What's happening? There's, you know, everything we're seeing. We're seeing all this crazy stuff. You know, and she's like, oh, yeah, I've got to do this to save my son. She gives this dodgy narration at the very start. We see her pull off her job. But she's being followed. Then... We, um, she's in the cafe, we jump, and this other crazy thing happens, and again, she, we see these two people kind of following her, and it's all like, yo, what is happening? Then in the cafe, Kane comes, who's, um, yeah, Sean Patrick, who's chewing things up, something ridiculous, um, and we're just like, wait, what the fuck is this? It's it's a weird film. Acceleration is a weird film. It's you know, it's a it's an actioner, right? It, it's meant to be high energy, high octane. It's you know, martial arts, it's guns are blazing. Man, you know, they've got this, um, well, you know, look, we've, we've got Danny Trigger, Chuck Liddell, Quentin Jackson, Sean Patrick Flannery, we, you know, we've got Dolph Lundgren, all these big names to kind of hook you in, and then Natalie Byrne, who... People might remember from Expendables 3, right? So we got all of these names. And not all of them are fighting. That's the crazy thing, right? Not all of them. Like, Rampage doesn't throw a punch. Neither does Treg. Which is like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, you would have thought they... But, I mean, this is... Quentin <laughs> Rampage Jackson Maybe at his heaviest <laughs> Like this is Heavyweight Like super heavyweight Rampage And um Yeah it's It's a lot of odd choices There are a lot of odd choices In this Because the person driving everything Is um Natalia Burns Right, she's the one on the mission. She's doing the majority of the fights. And yeah, it's interesting. The way they cut it, it's a lot of hard cuts and cuts in weird places. So the fight scenes, they uh, they all look a bit odd. You know, you're watching it, and it kind of comes off a bit like a WWE fight. There's a lot of the punches and kicks, you think, 
that didn't connect. <laughs> Wait, what happened there? It's, it's, you know, it definitely has that, uh, like, B-movie vibe to it. You know what I mean? Those, those late night, early morning, crazy-ass flicks that you find. You know, you've got the, the weird-ass martial art ones that are crazy dubbed. Then you've got those other ones which have got like all those CD level people in, or like Steven Seagal. Yeah, it, it, it gives us that sort of action, right? So I think you know the type of film that we're seeing, right? So yeah, we, we've got this all this crazy action, and we've got this weird plot. So she's in the car. And Vladik is, he's got cameras in the car. He's got kind of cameras everywhere. You know, in the cafe. So he's monitoring her. And like, oh, right, you have to do the next task. And every time she does a task, she's always like, can I hear, can I talk to my son? He's just like, no. And every time she's like, can I check? And you're just like, wait, why are you asking this question? Because you know you're not going to get to talk to him. It's just, ah, it's crazy. The dialogue. Oh, my days. The dialogue is just. <laughs> I mean, the fights flow better than the dialogue. <laughs> Let's just say that. It is ridiculous. Like, the, the way people talk, you're just like, people don't even talk like that. Wait, what is happening here? Like, no, like no one acts like anyone acts in this film. <laughs> it's, you kind of feel that it's been written by someone That hasn't really interacted with people And has seen snippets of action films And that's how they're basing all interaction And wait, when I say snippets of action films Not good action films <laughs> So, yeah, they, they've been kind of based all interaction on that. And so, yeah, we get this craziness. Um, and, yeah, there's, a, there's just a lot of shit that doesn't make any sense. You know, she's going around trying to do these tasks. And you're thinking, right... In this underground world Where all these people Kind of know each other Word isn't go Like jumping to all these people To be like Um Yeah probably need to watch your back <laughs> Like no one's kind of clocking That um You know Rona is on the hunt So you're just like Okay, so all these people are just, uh, you know, doing their thing um, Which, yeah, it, it doesn't really make any sense It's 
Also kind of like those old 80s action films You know what I mean, like Schwarzenegger And he's going up against like an army of people They're all shooting at him And no one connects So yeah, this is kind of like that You've got bits where, you know Someone might be standing out in the open Firing at two people Who are looking at her or him shooting and that person doesn't get hit. Hey, wait, wait. How are they not getting hit? It's kind of baffling, right? So we have all of this. There is one crazy scene between um Rona and Jack, who's the skin trader. Um and can I just say, like, all these people, none of these people, none of these crime bosses have cameras in their places. Like, the kind of things that they're doing, you'd think they'd have, like, cameras in, you know, the entranceway, cameras in the walkway, you know, because they would feel, feel like, okay. People might be trying to get me Let me make sure that no one sneaks up on me But no one does No one has cameras So it's insane But yeah, this interaction between Jack and Rona Like Some shit goes down, right? So Rona ends up Tied to uh, a bed Tied to a bed And he's stripped her down Stripped her down to her underwear And he's like, you know Throwing the old intimidation on her And all of that And he's like, oh, what I'm gonna do to you is And he like, gives all this thing But the big thing is, right He stripped her down to her underwear And you're like Okay Someone like that isn't stripping her down to her underwear Someone like that Is gonna just strip her down <laughs> You know what I mean He's gonna strip her down And he's probably gonna mess with her Before she wakes up And then he's gonna tell her what he's gonna do And then it's just gonna happen But yeah, no, he's left her in her underwear um, Hasn't really tired her that well And then he's just like, wait I'm gonna let you have a break before blah 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 happens. And you're just like, say what? <laughs> like what? What is happening here? Like the this isn't threatening. Like all of this stuff is just mad cliched and just ridiculous. Ah, oh, it is. It's this is the thing, right? It's hammed up. So much It's it's hammed up so much You you Like a lot of people can't watch this Because they're thinking this ain't kosher You know what I mean Um, Like the The fights Are crazy, the dialogue Is insane But It's so bad That it is funny You know what I mean That's, That's the saving grace of acceleration, it is so bad, 
it's just amusing and you find yourself just chuckling at okay what what craziness is Chuck Liddell gonna say oh, oh so how is um, Kane gonna try and intimidate this next person Oh, are they are they going to electrocute someone in a, a with electricity while they're all standing on metal? Like, are we going to have something ridiculous like that? Ah, oh, it is just. Oh my days! Yeah, you you need to watch this film for just the ridiculous nature of it. <laughs> Even the uh, you know what I mean. Even actors like Danny Trieg. I, I feel I'm not saying his name right. But I don't know. But even him, right? Just doesn't come out. Like, no one really comes out shining. Everyone is just dodgy performances. <laughs> dodgy performances. And... Like, uh, so Burned, you know, she's, she does this, like, a little narration bit in the film. And all of them, so wooden. Like, so, they, I'm surprised they didn't get someone else just to recut all of that. But, yeah, this is the thing. It is so crazy, so bad, it is fun. So, like, the narration bits are like, okay, <laughs> what else is she going to say? Like, how else is she going to try and sell this to us? So, yeah, look, it's 85 minutes, so it's not a long film, which is good. That's definitely, you don't, like, this couldn't have... It couldn't have gone for two hours. You you would have turned it off by then. But the fact it's 85 minutes, you're like, okay. Alright, I, I can deal with this. You know? I can deal with this craziness for that amount of time. So, I, I would say, listen. If you enjoyed The Expendables, then... Yeah, this is your type of film. You know, if you liked, um, yo, like Machete, if you liked, uh, uh, I can't think of, was it Planet Death? Like those, um, crazy films that Tarantino and Rodriguez made, uh, what, 2012-ish? Were they something like that, right? Yeah, if if those films were your cup of teas, if you like, yeah, just those ridiculous action films, like probably any of the straight to, to DVD things from Seagal and Lundgren, if all of if those type of stuff, if those new kickboxer films get you hyped. Yo, Acceleration is the flick for you, kid. You will want to watch this. Alright? So, uh, yeah, it's... 
It's an A team. Um, look, it's it's out on um, you know digital download from Monday the sixth um, of April. So uh, yeah, you can um, fill your boots then. It's uh, you know it's out on all the typical platforms. So iTunes, Amazon, Google. You know, Rackington, you know, you can get it on there as well. $7.99, so nothing crazy. And in the, uh, you know, the episode details, there's a pre-order link. So if you want to go get it, can pre-order it, people. Yes. <laughs> Fun, right? All right. So there you got it. Go check it out. This is your thing, acceleration. Okay, people, so we draw to the end of an upper episode, and here's a bit of film news before we bust. Obviously, with everything that's going on, we're getting films pushed back every week, and yeah. Things haven't changed. So Paramount have pushed back a couple of their big films. So um, Top Gun Maverick, that's been delayed six months. And now it's scheduled to open on the 23rd of December. Um, Also, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, Sponge on the Run... (laughs) (laughs) Oh good (laughs) So stupid Has moved back two months And it's now going to open On the 31st of July Um, A Quiet Place 2 Now has a release date So it's scheduled now For the 4th of September And The Tomorrow War that, that book was good, you know, um, which stars Chris Pratt. That is no longer on the schedule. It's meant to open in December. But, yeah, they've completely, um, yeah, just taken that off the board. All right, so um, Michael Bay, he signed a deal with Sony. Uh, so, um yeah, all, you know, it's a first look deal So all his films and televisions Will probably come from Sony uh, The first of which Is going to be called Black 5 um, Which is meant to be an original concept uh, Which revolves around an elite military team But yeah, that's all that is Um on that one, but uh, yeah, so you know, what I mean, that's that. But Sony have also pushed back some films. Um, Greyhound, which was meant to open in June, uh, that's been pushed, but no date has been announced yet. Uh, Peter Rabbit 2. The Runaway uh, was meant to open in August. It's now the 15th of January next year. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the much anticipated, uh, which was going to open up 
right after my friggin' birthday, is now gonna be opening on the 5th of March 2021. Uh, there was also um, Morbius, the Marvel, uh, they're one of their Marvel licenses, was meant to open on the 31st of July, is now the 19th of March 2021. Um, and uh, Bosch, what is this? Um, Tom Holland's Uncharted. Which was meant to be um, March the 5th next year Is now going to be December the 8th 2021 So, um, yeah, I don't know man, that's a lot right Um, Universal, they're doing the same Um, So Minions, The Rise of Gru was meant to be the 3rd of July That's now Gonna be the 2nd of July But 2021 Um And They were they, Yeah So they've made a They're gonna do a sequel to Sing Um Which is now It was meant to open The 2nd of July next year it's now pushed back to the 22nd of December 2021. Uh, yeah. But there is some actual news. Okay, so. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, did a recent Q&A on Instagram where he revealed that they are making a sequel to Hobbs and Shaw. So, um, no release date or info yet, but, um, yeah, that is, um, in the works. They're working out the story and all of that at the moment. Um, now, the one thing that does sound really interesting is Edgar Wright's new film. It's called Set My Heart to Five, um... And it is based on a Simon Stevenson novel Alright, so it's set in 2054 And um, it follows an android named Jared Who undergoes an emotional awakening And embarks on a quest to convince humans That he and his kind should be permitted to feel Hmm So said quest sparked in part by Jared's introduction to 1980s and 1990s movies Leads to an unforgettable adventure across the west coast of America After he determines to write a film script that will change the world That could be fun Um, yeah no uh, word on when that's gonna, uh, you know what I mean, go into works and all of that because <laughs> the world has shut down. But it will be coming from working title. Uh, so yeah, we got that to look forward to, people. But that is us for another week. Um, yeah, enjoy your streaming. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, and we will see you next week unless the world ends. All right. Peace.